Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F. from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is July 1st, 2019, and we are reading from the big book, uh, and we are on page 37, and it's the first paragraph that starts, whatever the precise definition. The reference number for yesterday's special edition is 13,096, 13096. Um, OA Preamble, OA Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology. What's the speaker? Craig, star one to unmute. How, how far did I get before I got muted? <laughs> Just st start again with the... Go back up one sentence. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask, um, let's see, Nancy T. to read the 12 steps. Nancy? Thank you, Craig. Good morning. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for your service. Okay, next we have Kathy M. is going to read the 12 traditions, please. Hi, good morning. This is Kathy, Compulsive Overeater. The 12 traditions are, one, our common welfare should 
come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there's only one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, OA Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence that OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain our personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, on page 37, the first paragraph, whatever the precise definition. All right, I'm gonna ask Cindy D to get us started. Cindy? Good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. This is Cindy D, gratefully recovered in Texas. Whatever the precise definition of the word may be, we call this plain insanity. How can such a lack of proportion of the ability to think straight be called anything else? Wow, I'm so grateful to be reading this paragraph today. Um, it's a good reminder um, to I think, I think back to what it was like when I was in the food and it was plain insanity. I remember thinking that, you know, I would go through those constant fights in my head of, 
should I or shouldn't I? Yes, no, you know, what should I eat? I planned my my days and my errands and my chores and my my whole life around where I was going to go and what I was going to get to eat. And um, you know, I even remember having some surgery and a few days after the surgery, writing in my journal that I was afraid of what I was going to be eating, um, that I, was, I knew the, the food still had control of, over me. The minute I would ingest you know, any of my addictive substances, I was gone. And I would always think afterwards, you know, why did I do that? I know better. I know what the consequences are because once I started, I couldn't stop. And there was no thinking straight in those days. And I'm so grateful today. I'm coming up on a year of entire abstinence. And I have sanity. You know, I have peace. I eat my planned meals. I eat my planned food. I don't spend my whole day thinking about the food. I spend my day thinking of others and what God would have me do to be of service. And it's a completely different life. I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful I get to be of service every day. And I think with that, I'm going to pass. And I'd love to hear what others have to say. Thanks, Craig. Great. Thank you, Cindy, for kicking us off. All right. Um, so who else would like to share on this paragraph on page 37? Charles H. Katie G. from Boston. Pearl G. Larry K. Tana L. All right, stop. Um, I have Cindy, Charlie, Katie, Harlan, and uh, was that Jana L? Hannah L. Hannah? Mm -hmm. All right, I need one more. Larry? Larry, okay. All right. And then I had, there was a a female voice there. Who was that? All right, well, let's go ahead and go. Charles, uh, you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for your service. This is Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. I want to drill down where it says clean insanity. Now, it's clear to see that um, insanity comes in, many different forms. Let me give you an analogy. It's sort of like trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, that, that's plain insanity. Another analogy I want to really drill down on because this, really like this is really like a nerve. Like, you know, you ever been to a business meeting and, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that meeting is like looking for the bare minimum people to do service, like moderating, but you always have that one person that want to change the whole, like just reinvent that wheel. We ain't even got enough people to to um to moderate the meeting, and the meeting is in jeopardy of closing. To me, not, that's plain insanity. To me, that's trying to reinvent this wheel. This big book works. I don't know why it works. I don't care why it works. It just works. That's plain insanity, right? And also, what else is plain insanity is not accepting certain people, and I used to be those type of certain people that I never accepted, you know, so narcissistic and so defensive and so biased and so discriminative, not not as far as, like, race is concerned, but as far as 
um, other people's viewpoints. I think it says that on page 19 or something. Tolerance and patience of other people's viewpoints. You know, I'm human. And this is why the keep coming back and the continue is on page 84. So I can, you know, get get more of, of, of what that is, which is which is love, peace, and, and, and spirituality for a daily basis. I just had to get that out there on a Monday morning, throw that out there, kick it, stomp it, destroy it, and then recover, recover, recover. And with that, I pass. Okay, Charles, thank you. All right, uh, next up we have Katie G. Katie? Oh, holy smokes, Craig. Hang on one second. <clears throat> Katie G, a recovered compulsive overeater. Interacting with Malimic. Sorry, I thought it was. Anyway, <laughs> so um, whew, let's see. Um, my life broke open when somebody in whom the problem had been solved told me that insanity was not about 228 pounds and 110 pounds. Although that's crazy, although that's crazy, um, I thought for a long time that, you know, my anorexia, my bulimia, I thought those were all really insane things, which they are, but hang on, hang on. Here's what's insane. In a state of entire abstinence with the knowledge that all this stuff can't fix me, right, I put the food back into my mouth. So a lot of times in a way when I first came in, it was like an ego, like I'm in 228, I'm in 110. Like what do you do? That's, that's not what this is about. This is about the insane idea that despite double-digit years of trying to control and enjoy and be the thinnest girl in the room, the insane thing was that I went back to it over and over again because I am insane. Because when it comes to solving problems, I need a power greater than me to, to restore some sanity. So what can be my insanity now, right, as a recovered woman, if I'm not spiritually fit? Well, I can think, you know what? I'm irritable, and the husband did this behavior, and you know what? He deserves this kind of treatment. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's a spiritual axiom that when you're disturbed, KDG, it's about you. What else? Step 11. You know what? I took time with God yesterday. It's all good. It's all good. I can lie at work. I can lie at home. Step 12, you know what? I don't need to sponsor. I got enough going on. I'm KDG. I'm recovered. I'm busy. I have a tragedy, don't you know? If I'm living in any of that delusional thinking, it is a step one issue. It is not accepting that I have no power, no choice, and no control around the food. And the food will get me. Right, And so I got to watch for this all the time. Am I living with God or am I living with insanity? And thank you, God, this morning, you know, I know the truth, which is that I'm insane and the only power that can run my life is God. And the only way I get there is through entire abstinence and ongoing continued work of these steps over and over again. And with that, I pass. 
Okay, Katie, thank you. Uh, Harlan, Harlan G., you're up, buddy. Thank you very much, Craig. Thanks for your service. Good to hear you on the line this morning. And thank you to Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. The word insanity is talked about by Joe and Charlie as wholeness of mind. And in other areas of my life, insanity is defined as doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting different results. My life has been ransacked by food. I have been savaged in the most brutal, inhumane way by food, by this disease. And yet, and yet, If I stop working the steps, if I stop working with other people, if I stop perfecting and enlarging my spiritual life through service and self-sacrifice for others, with over 20 years of abstinence, because I am a compulsive overeater, because I am biologically predetermined to eat myself to death, I will return to the food once again. I will return to the very behaviors, the very substances that emasculated me, that ruined my life, that shamed me, that kept me in agoraphobic isolation, that kept me in hell. I will go back to them again, seeking out only what the food does for me. And because of the mental blank spot, blotting from my consciousness what the food did to me. I will not be able to bring into consciousness with sufficient force the horror of what the food has done to me. And this time I will seek it not to the gates of insanity, but to the gates of death. Why is that? Because I have an allergy of the body, and a twist of the mind, and the twist of the mind is activated by the buildup of human emotion, and in me, the pain of not eating is too much to bear. I cannot bear it. And only a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, only by service and self-sacrifice to others, Will that urge to eat that food go away? It will not go away because I need it to. It will not go away because I want it to. It will not go away because it should. And it will not go away by a change in anything that is of this earth. It will only alleviate as the result of working the steps. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. All right, Harlan, thank you. Okay, next I believe we have Hannah L. followed by Larry K. Hannah? Was it Hannah? Hi, this is Hannah L., compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. Thank you, everyone, for your shares this morning. Um, And I'm really liking this word clean insanity because that is just the description of my life before coming into program. And that insanity comes back once I'm not doing what needs to be done, like I'm not doing service, 
or, you know, going to meetings or most importantly, working the steps because that's how I, you know, take that old thinking and change it around. And that's how my life changes through working the steps, through learning how to, how to really deal with things. Um, so I'm going to be honest. And, you know, this insanity, the ability to not, just to lack the ability to think clearly. And that is me. I have this physical allergy, this mental obsession, more importantly than mental obsession, um, where my thinking is totally screwed up. And, and I think in my mind that, you know, like if I just eat this one food, just this time, it'll be different. That is such a lie. And time and time again, I let myself believe that. And that is not true. And I know that now. Um, and it's so hard to to decipher the, the true and the false in my mind because, like, everything is justified for me because it's inside my mind. And, um, you know, I like to think of the scale of things. So we have the insanity before recovery, and then we have the serenity um, that's achieved after, not after Perfect. recovery, but, like, that kind of thing. And... Hannah, you may have gotten muted. Brad, oh, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Should I continue? Yes, please. Go ahead. There's somebody <laughs> breaking in and out. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, I was talking about insanity and serenity. So before I came into the program, you know, my life was insane. I had no sanity, and food sort of took that away from me. And after program, um, okay. Um, So from recovery, I've gained serenity, that peace of mind, you know, just really being able to help other people without expecting anything in return for myself because as a compulsive overeater i'm self-centered that is the basis of this disease and um i'm just happy to to be surrendered to the food and and just just to give my life over to my higher power because honestly that's what i'm grateful for thank you all for sharing thank you hannah okay Next up, we have Larry Kay, and then we're going to open the floor up again. Larry? Larry, you're not being heard. Am I being heard? Larry Kay, you're up. Chris. You are being heard, but not Larry. All right, thanks. Larry, are you here?
Okay, perhaps something happened to Larry. Um, let's go ahead and take a, a set of names and open the floor back up. Remind everybody that that we're trying to give a, we're trying to give everybody the a chance to share the shy people. So if you shared in the last couple of days, and the last couple of days on Monday means Thursday or Friday, if you shared in the last couple of days, please. Uh, Let's give uh, other people a chance. Who would like to share this morning? Monica T. Monica, Shannon. got you. Shannon. Ann M. Kelly. I did. Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly. Lisa. Aaron. Tim Hart. All right. Aaron. Margie. 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 Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Um, all right, I have Mo Monica, Kelly, Aaron, and uh, Margie. Chucky. Right, I need a couple more. Pam M. Pam M. How about one more? Auntie M. Marzi. Marzi, all right, there's our lineup. Okay. We're on page 37, the top of the page, first paragraph. Whatever the precise definition, reading one paragraph. Thank you. All right, Monica, go ahead and get us started. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. So whatever the precise definition of the word may be, we call this plain insanity. And so I was sitting here looking up the word insanity in the dictionaries here online, and it said, state of being seriously mentally ill, severely disordered state of mind, severe mental illness or derangement, something utterly foolish or unreasonable. And I think the big book here is giving me a new definition for insanity in my case, and very plain and simple. Insanity is an inability to think straight. I'm not seriously mentally ill in, in that I don't have schizophrenia or, or, you know, one of them things. But I do have this inability to think straight when it comes to this area of my life. I do do utterly foolish or unreasonable things in the area when it comes to food. I just can't think straight. And no matter what I tried or did over the years, I continued to have this inability to think straight. Totally powerless over this type of thinking that I have in this area of my life. And that baffled me. I'm a smart, intelligent woman. Why can't I figure this out? Well, you know, the big book teaches me that I do have an inability to think straight when it comes here to this area. 
and that nothing I do and nothing anybody else will try to do will help me with this. And the only thing that has worked for me is working through these steps, doing the process, and having a higher power remove this inability to think straight in this area of my life. And like all others have been saying, is I to be able to keep this on a daily basis, I have to continue working my steps every day. So to me, it was good to hear that I wasn't um, mentally insane here. All right, I'm not a crazy cuckoo that needs to be locked up, but that I had an inability to think straight in this area. And Bill here has switched his words from delusion and illusion, and here he's using the word insanity. But all of those words to him meant the same type of thing to us. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Monica. Kelly S., good morning, Kelly. Oh, good morning, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. This is Kelly S., recovered compulsive eater in Oklahoma and bulimic. Um, glad to be on the line talking about insanity, right? Oh, my gosh. Story of my life. Um, and that's, you know, I love what Monica was saying about, you know, it's basically it doesn't matter what the definitions um, on Google are, the dictionary. It's my inability to think straight. And I know you guys know my story. I've been around for 30-something years and just now, like, four and a half years of recovered abstinence. And why is that? Well, it's because of my inability to think straight. I came in these rooms actually when I was 16 and came back when I was 20 and never really left. And, yeah, you know, last Friday, a lot of people shared about all the insane things they did with food and, like, Jim with the milk and the whiskey. And, and I have that story. I mean, we've all had the same eating story in some way or another. We've all done those crazy things to make excuses, you know the organic and, and um, the natural and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so I've done all that, and, um, and I'm not saying I can still get crazy like that, but what I do, what, where's my I can't think straight in the last 30-something years? So I'll be working this program, and I'll do these things, and I, and I start, oh, a little bit of, of, uh, of you know, just today I'm not going to do my prayer and meditation. You know, it doesn't say anywhere in here you have to do that every day, Right. I mean, this is what I decide my and my crazy thinking or, you know, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I need to call people when things come in, but this isn't that big a deal. That's my crazy thinking is my mind minimizes, my disease minimizes all the little stuff. And I heard somebody one time, one time say, you know, it's not the um, sharks that kill us. It's some little minnows that bite at my ankle. And here in Oklahoma, we have a lot of lakes and uh, I hate those stupid little minnows that, that are biting at my ankle. And that's what life is like. It's all the little stuff that builds up, you know, as, as Harlan talks about those daily things that build up and build up. And if I don't deal with them, cause I think, ah, oh, it's not that big a deal. And so, you know, I cannot tell you, I, what I didn't understand, I know I've shared this before is that this is a spiritual malady and I have to have a spiritual solution. And so I have to lean into God when all those little things are happening. What do I have to do? That means I have to work my program even more, you know, and it, what happens is I would whittle away, you know, the snowball effect for me, you know, and they say, you know, it's like we, we lose it spiritually, then emotionally, mentally, and I'm back in the food going, what happened? I don't understand. Well, I let up on my prayer and meditation, you know, I wasn't doing my 10th steps. Um, I wasn't doing my reading and writing every day, which is what I have to do. You know, I wasn't doing all the little things because this is a spiritual malady. I wasn't taking care of that because why, what was I doing at the end of the day? I was, well, I'm abstinent. That's what matters. I'm abstinent. That's what matters. And then the next day, well, I was absent yesterday. I got away with that. And I would whittle away, whittle away. Then I'm back in the food going, what happened? Plain insanity. So today I'm going to wrap up with this, Craig. 
I do my daily disciplines every day. I spend time in prayer and meditation every day. I sponsor. I am sponsored. I weigh and measure my food. I read and write out the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I connect with at least three people every day. I work this program every day. Otherwise, I'm going back in the food, and that's been my past, and that's the insanity. Today, I choose to stay out of it with God, this step. And you guys, glad to be here. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Kelly. Great share. Okay, Aaron, your turn. Aaron? I hope I got that name I'm sorry, right. can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh, okay, I was talking. and it, you didn't. Okay, my name is Aaron. From, uh, I'm like 11 miles north of Boston, and, um, and I'm an anorexic and bulimic. Uh, and... Um, this speaks to me because I, I I'm someone I, I have a degree in science I you know I'm I me- memorized every spinal thalamic track in the brain and everything else so I'm not I know I'm not stupid but um, but this disease ravages me and it takes me out and I can go from high functioning to be on the chamber of commerce the um, uh, the public relations person for the um, for the um, yacht club uh, in Marblehead when I was administrating to being unable to um, be able to lift my head. And I had to tie one of those things. I stole it from where they do the blood work, the blue blue rubber things. I tied that around my forehead and I tucked it onto the back loop of my jeans because I was so weak I couldn't hold my head up. Uh, and so um, I didn't – I know what delusion is and hallucination because I did work with – I did a stint in, men, men, in people that were um, – I don't like the word insanity, but they were mentally d- challenged, uh, very much so, chronic, really, really the lowest bottom. And um, I, so I know what that means. But for me, uh, insanity is um, – uh, a delusional um, ability, uh, no ability to think straight. I didn't hear voices in my head, but I did see things on the walls after a while when I got so thin. I was down to 72, and all I could think of is I could lose three pounds, I'd be in the 60s. And right now, uh, so anyways, I, I used to take tissues and go over and, and catch bugs on the wall, and then I'd look in the tissue, and there was nothing in there. So, um, uh, anyway, um, and I have had a trip to the many asylums because in my day they don't know what to do with you and they used to just put you in a bed and tie you to it. And um, at one point they gave me a small radio after I begged for it. Three weeks in a bed, I begged for it. They gave it to me and I and when they came to take it back after a short period, I, I rolled myself in a ball with the radio in it and I refused to give it back. And they said, you either hand it over or we're sending in uh, security to wrestle you for it. So I cried my eyes out and I gave it back, and then I had no stimulation at all, just laying there in the bed. But um, and I also, um, uh, you know, I I, um, I came out of the bathroom and I told my husband I saw Mother Mary in the bathroom, and I made a little shrine around the toilet, which is that is not like me. And my sister-in-law came over, used the bathroom, and I was mortified because she saw all the things that I had done. And after, so when I, my mind clears a bit, I can see how crazy it is. But um, and I uh, yesterday I was. Um, putting my pants on, getting ready to go to church and to my AA meeting, and I lay down, and there's a mirror in my room, and I wasn't, and I just turned and looked at myself, and I said, oh my God, is that me? I mean, I couldn't, my eyes look like they're not, like they're vacant. I just stared into the mirror at myself, and I looked my body up and down, and I said, oh my gosh, Aaron, what's become of you? Uh, I mean, I'm a skeleton, human skeleton, uh, 
And, uh, you know, last week I went to the, my OA meeting and someone threw the, my keys up in the air at the table after we have coffee. And I said, Janine, what are you doing? Those are my keys. She said, Dave and I are driving you home. You're not equipped to drive. So walls are closing in around me, and I know what I need to do. I have had um, long-term abstinence, uh, and I don't know why it's escaping me. Um, uh, but I do know my sponsor that was sponsoring me in this program said, she didn't say it about me. She said it about someone else. She said, I can't, I don't like, she said, I can't stand sponsoring anorexics because nothing you tell them sticks. And it, like, that devastated me. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I'm really, really a loser. Um, and shame is my middle name. So, um, but I do want, um, I, I do know the definition of peace, too. And that is, you know, that is where I've, I've been there. And I know it. I, I know driving along the ocean, I live a mile from the ocean, and my tears just dripping down from my eyes because I'm so grateful um, and even in disease, you know, I was out at the church gardening yesterday with my little baby doll, my, my dog, and I love nature and animals. I love nature and animals. I just don't, well, I'll say, I just don't usually care for people because I've been hurt so many times, and I prefer animals and nature. Uh, but um, I think that's all. Uh, I, um, I want what I had back. I want peace and uh, serenity in my life. And I, I'm just going to keep on plugging. Today's a new day. And today I'm abstinent. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. Keep coming back. Margie, your turn. Um, Margie? Uh, it's Margo P. Margo? Yeah, it's Margo P, not Margie. All right. Okay, Margo, go ahead. I'm grateful to be on this call. It's one of the things that my sponsor keeps suggesting, keep plugging, keep talking. <clears throat> it's been about like I don't hardly, I listen, but I don't share on this, on this vision for you. And uh, I have been going through the power of set insanity, and and looking at my food plan. And when I look at my food plan, I look at like it's boring, and I'm scared to relapse. Because that's my insanity disease of my mind telling me this. You can change it. You don't have to have that. You know, and it's like, so I, my sponsors say, get on the call. Tell some people. Share. And this is what I'm going to do because what I'm doing is the heavy-duty steps, my fourth step, the fifth step, sixth step. And this one I'm going through about <clears throat> healing about this disease, what has what has held me in slavery, in slavery with the food that has turned me into into things that I cannot clear, think clearly. When I hear the word not not able to think clearly, it was just like, wow, what a paragraph that says this. The insanity, they're not able to think clearly because the food is the one that is the killer. <clears throat> but when I think about, when I hear people say, it's not the food, it's your mental Twist is your recovery, your allergy of the mind of such a mind. Yes, and I love it to hear because we I'm I'm hanging in with the winners, and it's like one day at a time for this program, one day at a time for me. I just needed to share this, and this I shall pass. Thank you. All right, thank you, Margo. Uh, believe next we have Pam M. Pam. That'll be followed by Mara and then Larry. Pam? Well, good. Blessed morning, everyone. This is Pam N. from upstate New York. 
And I'm calling. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so, uh, insanity. Um, you know, I would feel like I was about to have a pancreatitis flare-up that I had given myself from from binging. And I would know that I would have to now go into the hospital and be given an IV and not have any food for days at a time. So what would I do? I would make it worse until I had to force myself to go to the hospital. And I would binge my brains out knowing that I might go 10 days without eating. Um, I was fighting with all of my friends before program and blaming the world that people just aren't good. I was condescending, condescending to all of my family, to my husband, because I thought in, my, in the twist of the mind that I was above all of them. I was overcommitted to projects to the point of not having enough hours to sleep and thinking that I could do it all, no matter what kind of crazy BITC you know what um, I, was at, I was acting as. And, you know, I was not serving anyone. I wasn't serving the people I was interacting with. I wasn't serving myself. I was not serving the body that God gave me to be of service in this world. Um, and I was also so insane. I was thinking that the great creator of this universe did not know any better than me. So I would tell my higher power, how to be and how life should be. Um, And through this program, I've surrendered to my higher power. And um, I finally accepted through this program that it's that cosmic consciousness that predetermined my diet here on earth. I don't get to choose what I can eat and what I can't eat. Um, That's how I get crazy. And so now... I've humbled myself, and I've asked the spirit of the universe to show me my next step. I can sleep at night. I'm healing my relationships with family and friends. I'm losing weight. Most important, I have a relationship moment to moment with... Sorry about my dog. I have a relationship moment to moment with mother, father, God that I can ask for guidance at any given time. And I actually listen. That's the miracle. I listen. So, and today I get to announce myself as a sponsor and I feel so blessed to share this and I'm really looking forward to being able to pass down um, the wisdom of the big book. So with that, I pass. Namaste. Okay. Thank you, Pam. Mara Z, your turn. Mara, star one to unmute, please. Am I being heard? Mara, we're not hearing you. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Craig. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. I was double muted. Oh, my goodness. Thanks so much for your service. And I am starting my timer, please. Yes. Okay, that I can do. Good morning. More Z, recovered in Virginia, technologically challenged this morning. Whatever the precise definition of the word may be, we call this plain insanity. And just to, just to refresh, put it in context, 
what we read uh, last week was, yet all reasons for not drinking were easily pushed aside in favor of the foolish idea that he could take whiskey if only he mixed it with milk. Yeah, that's that's really bright idea. That's That's brilliant. That's right up there with, well, you know, I'm recovered now, and uh, and this was five years ago, yeah, five years ago, and I'm recovered now, and uh, I'm all that in a bag of chips, don't you know? And you know, I think it's okay that I go into this place, and uh, I bet you they have no sugar added. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and have some of that. And it's self-serve, and they got no sugar added and sugar-free, all these other little things, and. I'm going to put that on there and, you know, there's no weighing and measuring. And, and you know, guess what? Uh, I didn't think it was important that I should tell my sponsor I was doing this. That was not my finest hour. Because what that led to was face down in the food, instead of having five sugar-free items, weighed, measured, committed to my sponsor that morning, whatever, I didn't stop at five. Or actually, it was four. I didn't stop at four. And five went in my mouth. And the next thing I know, the bag is empty. Again, not my finest moment because I was relying on self because my mind had decided it's okay. It's sugar-free. It's not okay. Not for me. Not for this compulsive overeater. If it quacks like a duck, if it looks like a duck, it's a freaking duck. And I have no business ingesting any of it. But that's what this disease does. That is that mental blank spot that tells me I can have this. When I know damn well, I cannot. Because I cannot reasonably know how much will it take to fill me up. I cannot know what will be enough. I have no off switch. I have no off switch. Powerless, completely. But when I stay clear of those items and those ingredients and I am completely abstinent and I work these steps, and I keep close to my higher power, then I have the gift of a brilliantly peaceful life today, one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Craig. Great. Thank you, Mara. Okay, Larry Kay, you're up. Thanks, Craig, for your service. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties earlier. I'm Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive reader. You know, Uh oh. Lost you, I think, Larry. I'm back. How about that, Craig? All right. I got you. <laughs> All right. So in my world, uh insanity is uh is a mental illness. And it's a, of a such a severe nature that a person cannot distinguish fantasy from reality. They cannot conduct their affairs due to uncontrollable compulsive behaviors. And I think the confusion behind this statement is, is for me, is best illustrated in, you know, there's two words. There's a, the word perseverate, and there's the word perseverance, and they're not the same. They have the same root. But perseverate 
is pathological. It's a persistent repetition of an act. It's a continuation of an act like we did with eating, and we do it insistent, you know, insistently, and we do it redundantly. And perseverance is something very different. It's steady persistence in the course of action despite difficulties, right? We persevere through obstacles. And repeating the same constructive behaviors over time, um, you know, is, is a good thing. We brush our teeth in the morning. We show up to the meetings one day at a time. These are all we persevere with grit. You know, we wouldn't say that, you know, Mother Teresa, you know, um, you know, she's compulsive by tirelessly serving the poor when she was alive, right? You know, or a 12-stepper taking it one day at a time. They're persevering. And I think it's important to know that, that these steps treat this compulsion. The steps produce a change, spiritual in nature, that allows anyone at all, anyone. I've never seen someone that hasn't received a benefit by working these steps quickly and following the instructions where the, those obsessions that are killing them. You know, I, I remember treating them, working with someone who she couldn't stop stealing. This is an adult. She couldn't stop stealing. Now, she knew it was wrong and she had shame, but she, she was compulsed to do it. She continued to do it. And I'm not suggesting that we're criminal by eating. Okay, I'm not suggesting that at all, but it is the same dynamic of compulsion. I needed to have not more self-knowledge, not more tricks of the trade to not steal, if you will. I needed to have a complete internal shift to be brought into alignment with God so that I can live my life comfortable in my own skin. And that happens. It's called recovery through the 12 steps. That's the change that we're after. With that, I pass. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Larry. Okay, we have room for about one or two more uh, shares. So, uh, Jason, there you are. Who else we got? One more quickly. Linda D. from Connecticut. Somebody from Connecticut. Linda D. Linda D. Okay, go ahead, Jason. Take us away. Good morning. This is Jason K. Recovered, compulsive eater and bulimic outside of Philadelphia. And uh, sometimes we hear things in program that aren't in the big book. So I like to try to get back to what's in the big book. And sometimes we hear this idea that uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. But this says something a little bit different, that we have this distinct lack of proportion and inability to think straight. And that fits my experience uh, more closely because I get some abstinence and I try to work in the tools and I'd put down some of my alcoholic foods uh, for a while. I'd even lose weight and the food would start calling me and just calling me and calling me. And uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't resist that siren call of, of, of my compulsive foods, my alcoholic foods, those junk foods that I would go to for ease and comfort. And, uh, you know, I would go back to those foods and I knew it was going to be bad. And the absolute uh, demoralizing, discouraging um, thing for me that defeated me so much is I I knew how bad it was going to be. I knew I was going to gain the weight back. I knew I'd be throwing up, you know, within a day or two just because I'd eat so much and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And knowing, knowing that that's what those foods did to me, that I couldn't stop, I couldn't control them, 
that was my lack of proportion and, and the lack of ability to think straight. My rational mind, my best thinking, you know, I can go to college and I can, you know, take courses and get decent grades, but I couldn't stop myself from eating compulsively. I couldn't get out of um, the food and in, and in the food, I'd be sitting there telling myself, I'm going to stop. I'm going to quit doing this. I can't keep doing this. It's, it's killing me. And this time it's for real. You know, that might be 8 a.m. in the morning. And then by 11 a.m. in the morning, I'm starting to make excuses. I'm starting to think maybe I took this thing to, you know, maybe I'm making a big deal of this. Maybe I should eat just a little bit. And by noon, when I'm hungry for lunch and I didn't really plan anything, I'm saying, screw it, and I'll start tomorrow. And that was my insanity on a day-to-day basis in this vicious cycle of trying to, you know, eat compulsively, swearing I'm not going to do it again, you know, building up in this tension, my mind going back and forth, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, and then finally giving in. And as I'm giving in, I'm saying, I'm going to stop tomorrow. But while I'm here, I might as well make this binge a good binge. Uh, and, and that was the insanity for me, just feeling, you know, caught caught in this Groundhog's Day of just every day is the same, the, the resolutions, you know, the thoughts you know, uh, knowing this persistent voice saying, I can't keep doing this. This is, this is hurting me. This is killing me. It's killing my spirit. It's hurting my body. And then doing the same actions that I swore off, I swore not to do, um, just doing them, you know, shortly thereafter. And sometimes I'd say, I'm going to stop today. And a, a voice would come into my head and say, no, you're not. You're just kidding yourself. You might as well just eat anyways. There's no point in resisting it. There's no point whatsoever in trying to fight this thing. And I'd, I'd, I'd sit there and say, that's true. And I, and I couldn't stop. Um, so I was baffled a lot um, going to meetings. And again, not hearing the message out of the big book, going to meetings. If you go to meetings, listen for what you, to what you're hearing and see if it makes sense and resonates and connects to what's in the big book. Um, because we hear a lot of uh, half-measured type of messages in meetings and I could never get well. I could never get recovered. I could never have freedom on those types of messages until yeah, I worked steps out of the big book. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Craig, for leading, and uh, thanks, everybody, for being here on a pass. Thanks, Jason. Okay, um, Linda Kay from Connecticut, you've got about a minute and a half or so. Morning, Craig. Morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I was struck by the word insanity, literally. Um, to me, it me, it's very simple. I'm self-destructive with food. And give me a minute, I'll be self-destructed with something else. And it doesn't go away. And so what? That's, uh, it's good that I know that, but I have only one way out. And that is the steps through the big book because, and all of you, because it gives me access to what I always was looking for, peace and love. And that would be the divine, the higher power. And no matter how sick somebody is, I know people in recovery who are recovering, and they are schizophrenic. They deal with the other part of it with their program, you know, with their regime, with the doctor, and they do the steps, and it's amazing. So if you're wacky at the moment or super wacky, Get in the boat, because this stuff works, as long as you, of course, apply all parts of it. Thanks. I pass. Well, thank you. Okay. Um, we're uh, Let's see. We're out of time, so I want to thank 
everyone who shared and served today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, uh, July 1st, 2019, is 13098. Today's share ID is 13098. Okay. Um, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by everybody joining in with the serenity prayer. Will uh, Melissa S. please uh, read to us from page 164. Hi. Yeah, thank you, Craig. It's Melissa C. Thank you, Melissa C. Oh, Melissa C. Okay. okay thank, thank you. Our book <laughs> is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.